Hey guys, I'm Jillian Tara, and you're listening to Chasing Fashion. Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm speaking with artist Amber Vittoria. Through her use of color and abstract form, she's helping to reshape the feminine ideal. If you aren't already familiar with her work, go check it out. I hope you all enjoy. Okay. Um, all right. So you're traditionally from a graphics background. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm curious about at what point you kind of started to evolve your aesthetic or kind of dive into uh, what you're working on now, or at least begin to yes. work on it. So I've been drawing since a really young age, and when I went to school for art, I went to Boston University's College of Fine Arts, and I picked design because the other two majors, they have more majors now, but the other two majors were painting and sculpture, and I didn't really want to be limited by medium. I was 18, I knew I loved art, and like I knew that graphic design sounded interesting, and you could use different types of media to create a piece, so I was like, I'll pick graphic design. Um, so in our program, the first part, you're really heavily entrenched in fine art making. So oil painting and sculpture and drawing and figure drawing, drawing from life, all of that. Um, and then you kind of delve into the basics of graphic design later on in the program. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those first few years were really informative to like what I've become today as an illustrator. I really loved adding illustrative elements in my design work and then eventually realizing that I just loved illustrating and making art in general. So that's kind of how I progressed from being a designer to focusing more on illustration. Cool. I appreciate that. Because so I went to SCAD for my first year. Oh nice. And it's all about those foundation courses. Yeah. And so originally I decided, oh, I want to be in fashion merchandising. So I took all the foundation classes and you're essentially just an artist for those like first two years. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and then you like dive deeper into the program and you're like, well for me, I was like, whoa, this is not what I want to do. But um, yeah, I guess you kinda have to like go like, down a more narrow path. Yeah. Okay, sure. cool. Now your artwork focuses mostly on challenging the feminine ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's been working more and more with more established fashion brands, would you say you see them kind of like falling down this path? Or do you think that it's more of like a trend that everyone's just kind of on right now? Like, do you think it's more of an evolution? I hope it's an evolution. I hope that it's the former and that it's not a trend. Um, I was uh, tangential to this. I was on the subway with my friend the other day, and he's like, yeah, women and women empowerment. It's super trendy right now. I'm like, I hope that it's trendy Uh, forever. (laughs) I was like, I hope that that's not a trend and that it just continues. Um, But with working with bigger brands, I do feel that they are recognizing that they -hmm. need to be more inclusive in every sense of the word, whether it's... um, showcasing women of color as models, um, women that are not just size zero and size two, um, and then also in their advertising and then um, helping support women artists. So I feel like across the board, they're slowly starting to realize that they need to make a change, Mm -hmm. especially because that's what the market is asking for. So I'm hoping that it's not a trend and it will continue to grow and become more inclusive. So... That's what I'm noticing is that it's a serious change that I think that they're starting to take incremental steps towards. So I'm excited for the future and I hope that... Yeah, I hope it stays around. I've noticed that like 
on like the mass market level, I think they're really good at it. Like, yeah. I guess a really good example is Airy, like mm-hmm. American Girls Airy. They're yep. they've been amazing with um, everything not right touching inclusive. Yeah. yeah, and but then like Victoria's Secret, they're like still high on their like. Yeah. Angel's pedestal, and they're like really suffering because of it. And I uh, and I used to be my first job out of college was a web designer at Victoria's Secret, and oh, no way. that was definitely a big issue for me working there. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the fact that it's my first job, and after a while working on a singular brand for me was tough. I like to work on multiple brands at the same time or multiple projects. Yeah, I can but it was that. tough to see these women who are beautiful, and then see how the brand would retouch them even further to kind wow. of create this unrealistic ideal. And then, yes, again, having all of the angels be of um, the same size, all being Caucasian predominantly, all having, like, a certain aesthetic was tough on a, your self-esteem because you're like, I'm not like that at all. For sure. But I need underwear. So, yeah, it's interesting. And I feel like, like you said, Victoria's Secret um, – from what I've read, they're not doing as well anymore financially, so it'll be interesting to see if they realize that's a major part of why. So. Yeah. I think I read somewhere they're, like, doing some things to change. I don't know. I didn't really read the article. <laughs> I saw, like... I do that, too. I'm like, like, interesting. I'll circle back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm like, all right, I'll put that in my tabs. Yeah, I do that, too. It gets to the point where I have, like, a thousand tabs open on my mm-hmm. phone, and then I'm like... Have you maxed them out before? Because I've maxed yes. them out where I'm like, oh shit, I'm like this is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just close all of these and then start over. Yeah. And hope for, hopefully it'll cycle back into my feed somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've worked with a really like great portfolio of people throughout the industry. Um, and I read somewhere that you just started by like cold calling them. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think not a lot of people realize that they can just like do it and it's going to work for them yes Um, how did all that happen and I guess who did you start with first yeah so I remember in college um, a pretty famous artist his name is Stephen Harrington he came to visit and give a talk okay and he showcased his work and he was like yeah my senior thesis when I was done with it I just kind of threw it under my bed and you know then eventually I started working for Urban Outfitters and I was like Wait, what? but what? I, I know, and I was Where too nervous to ask him. And he's such a nice guy, and like his work's so incredible. And like, I should have asked, but me being nervous, um, I didn't. Like, and like in that, school, too. How did that disconnect happen? Like, how did how did you get it from you know being in your room graduating yeah. to working for Urban Outfitters? So um, that's what me, I want to know. Like, same. That's, so whenever I give talks, I went back to BU. I love to be like pretty explicit in how I find work. So for you me, do a lot of talks there. Um, I did one last year, and hopefully I'll go back in the fall and do workshops, just because my professors there are still there, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that's really nice. So when I gave a talk there, for me, what I do is I kind of create an email that, you know, talks about myself, and then whenever I email specific people, I try to say why I would love to work with them specifically, Um, and then I just either try to find an email of a specific person because mm-hmm. that tends to be helpful so you could just do a little internet research um, if you know the name of the art director you could find like the email cadence of that company um, but if that doesn't work I just email their info at so the first uh, company that I emailed was actually Man Repeller no way yeah, so what a great first one I feel yeah. like they're very like they're open amazing. to like working with young artists and creatives and um, at the time I had these cute like pins that were inspired by the New York City like Metrocard and the um, New York City coffee cup 
and okay. I just guessed Leandra's email and I was like hey um, <laughs> I would love to send you these pins and her assistant at the time emailed me back she's like oh we'd love them here's our mailing address I was like great and are you <laughs> looking for any illustrators and like actually yeah they're like our budget's really tiny like we hope that's okay we're starting to yeah. grow it I'm like yes that's okay because I would love to have you as a client yeah. <laughs> um, and then from there you know they um, invested more in working with um, different female artists and mm -hmm. that kind of grew which is really beautiful to kind of go along with their photography that they do so well so oh my um, God, their photography is, is so beautiful so it's really yeah. wonderful to see like a in general how man repeller has grown over the last few years um, but then also that they partner with different female artists too because it's really wonderful and a lot of people have found my work because of them so I'm very grateful oh, for that. Oh that's really great. Um, but yeah so I just cold email brands. Normally what I do is um, I use Instagram predominantly if I get served an ad from a brand that I find is interesting or someone that I follow is wearing like a shirt or sunglasses yeah. or what have you that I think are cool I go to that brand's page and see kind of like what their ethos is if yeah. they're someone that I feel like I could work with and then I send them and a lot of times you don't hear back, you know, it goes out to the ether and that's it. Yeah. Um, but well, you'd be surprised about how many people do respond back, even if it is a no, which is still nice to get a response. Um, but those yeses are pretty wonderful. So Yeah, that's so awesome. So I'm assuming you were working at the time when you... Yes. Okay, so I don't... I don't know for how long, like what the overlap was of like how long you were pursuing your work and working, but... Um, I feel like it's kind of like a creative rite of passage, especially now for people to be like having their day job and then like pursuing all their other interests. Um, so like at what point were you like, I'm going to do this full time, I'm going to jump into freelance, I'm going to leave? <laughs> and I had to leave. Um, for me, so my first job out of school was at Victoria's Secret, then um, I went to VaynerMedia, their social media ad agency, and I was okay. an art director there. And at that point, just with agency hours, I wasn't illustrating as much anymore. I would illustrate for myself. I'd have a few like freelance projects here and there, but really not that many, just okay. because of time. And then at that point, I was like, I'm really unhappy. Like I'm not doing what I love. I've been putting on my goal list to do work for editorial publications for years now, and I just haven't done it because I don't have time. Um, so I found a full-time job at Avon. They're um, an old-school like beauty company. Oh yeah, and, I know uh, all about them. Yeah, and uh, so I was a web designer there, and the hours there were really wonderful. They were nine to five. I was like, okay, now I have all this time back, and to get up early in the morning, and I'm gonna work late into the night. Yeah, that's my great. Own thing. Um, so I did that while at Avon for a little over a year and a half, to the point where I couldn't juggle both anymore. And then I was like, let me just... Like your artwork was really taking off so much. Like, I like would have to say no to projects just because it's like, I don't have time. Like there's yeah. not enough time at the end of the day to do, to give this the attention it needs. So um, in last December, December 2017 is when I started freelancing full time. So super recently. Oh, wow. It's so recent. Yeah. Oh my and God, it's been so great. Exciting. Initially terrifying. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you can always go back. Exactly. Right. So that was always, for me, it's like I don't have, you know, any children. No one's relying mm -hmm. on me to bring in an income. I live with my boyfriend, which is really helpful. So helpful. Um, so I was in a good position financially to take that leap. And I know that not all artists are um, in 
a similar position when they do freelance. So I'm pretty fortunate to have been able to have some savings and some yeah. basis to jump off of. Um, but yeah, so it's been about seven months now. Wow. Yeah, so the first year has been a lot of fun so far. So. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Every time I like know of someone like leaving, working for the man, pursuing their dreams, I'm yeah. just like, yeah. It's so great. Because I'm anxiously awaiting the day that I don't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> it's very, it, I think the best part about it is not feeling obligated to check your email all the time. I know that, that sounds, sounds odd. So, so like when nice. I go on vacation, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll check my email whenever. Like I don't think about it. Yeah. Whereas like my boyfriend would be like, oh yeah, let me check my email. Um, and I'm like, all right, that's, that's a thing. That was the thing that gave me a lot of anxiety when I worked full time. So. Oh my god, so much anxiety. Yeah. Like, you check in and you have, like, so many. And, and you're like, like I don't what know. emergency? So. What am I, like, opening my phone to? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, okay, so you have been doing it, you said, for, seven, I guess, seven months now. Um, most people see your stuff online and think, like, your artwork. But I guess since you're not working for anyone but yourself, you kind of have to, like, fill in the gaps so what does your freelance look like? Is it usually like collaborations with other uh, cool brands doing like your aesthetic or is it more like regular graphics like you used to do at Avon? And so is it like a mixture of things? So it's predominantly illustration. I haven't okay. done. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I haven't done a design project in a while. Um, sometimes I'll take on projects that might push me a little bit out of my comfort zone in terms of content. But for the most part, the work that I make is pretty similar to my personal work, which is really That's wonderful. That's really great. Um, sometimes people get confused whether if it's personal work or a brand collaboration, um, which is my goal, you know? The idea that I'm just making artwork that has an important meaning to me behind it, and if a brand also feels that meaning is equally as important, then I think that's the ultimate, so. Um, well, all that Gucci stuff yes. that I saw, like, it look, I mean, I think at one point, too, I wasn't even sure if you did a collab with Balenciaga. Cause like, yes, also, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ironically, so like, yesterday my friend was like, oh, you didn't collaborate with Balenciaga? I was like, no, I just feel that their brand, especially because um, their creative director it. is from uh, Vitamins. Yeah. Uh, and they're very much, like, very forward in how they create their art which I love so they'll mm -hmm. just like have typography on their bag similar to that of off-white I feel like oh, they're all sure. within that same world it's just like she bag sculpture um, sculpture I love that yeah, I really <laughs> love that bag I wish but so that's why I use Balenciaga most recently as a personal piece to kind of bring aware I knew people would stop in their feet to look at it because like oh what is this I recognize yeah. this brand I recognize those sneakers um, and kind of bring awareness to how out of major um, fine art collections in America and Europe, only three to five percent of those pieces are made by female artists. Wow. So really kind of leveraging like warm colors and then like brand iconography to kind of grab people's attention to talk about topics that are a bit difficult. So that tends to be what I do for both brand work and personal work. So It's really nice when it like seamlessly overlaps. Like yes. That. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't always happen, but I would say 90% of the time the work that I make mm -hmm. could be something that I would have made for myself, which is really great. Oh, that's great. Because yeah. then you're just proud to put it out there. Exactly. Like, sign your name to it. Yeah. It's just as much you as it is the other brands. Yeah. So, which is really great. And then for the 10%, that's not like, you know, you're not going to win all of them. Sometimes projects don't end up being what you initially planned and that's life. So, yeah. Yeah. Working with 
so many different artistic directors. Has your approach or message changed at all? Do you think they've really helped kind of like shape your um, I would say aesthetic? my message has definitely been Consistent. steadfast. Yeah. The approach definitely has changed, which I love, and which is why I love working with different art directors or creative directors or editors. Um, because depending on the topic of that specific piece, especially for editorial, because it could be a bit more specific in terms of messaging, um, that really enables me to kind of break out of my comfort zone. Um, I recently did a piece that comes out next Sunday, the 14th, not this upcoming Sunday, the following Sunday, the 14th for New York Times Magazine, and like that pushed me in a direction that I normally wouldn't have gone, yeah. but still managed to kind of keep within the world that I my work kind of lives in. Um, and then a few months ago, I did a project for um, the New York Times Book Review that was um, about, the book was a collection of short stories about women written by a female artist, and the idea of how women always have to work within the light of men that was kind of like it's just oh, that's interesting yeah I'm reading it now it's really wonderful and I love that it's short stories so if I get busy I'm not like what happened in the beginning yeah, of yeah. the book <laughs> yeah six months later um so the piece itself like my initial idea was to have like a portrait of a woman um with a stereotypically upset face but then like her hair is all done up and like she has all these flowers in her hair to kind of show what the book was saying about like the stereotype of how women always have to be happy yeah. um and Matt Dorfman the art director was like why don't we put men in her hair looking down at her and her looking up and I was like Okay. Like, what? I love that, that idea. Interesting. Yeah, I'll show. You, I'll show you yeah, what it looks like, I and then I'll send you too. But yeah, the file too. But yeah, so it was something that initially I was like, I would have never thought of myself, just because I a normally don't portray men within my work, and b yeah, I don't know. That's just something that is out of my personal realm of thought. So it was really wonderful to get pushed in that direction, and that's why I really love um, collaborating with different art directors. Oh my God, how funky. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, and it really spoke more strongly to, to the message of the book as well, which yeah. is important, I feel like, for the book review. Yeah, definitely so. with the, in their shadow. And then the beautiful thing is, like, I'll take a project like that and it will inspire my own work. So this is really beautiful cycle of, like, being inspired while working with someone um, at a company and then having it filter into my own work to then get more client work. So yeah. it's kind of a nice uh, ring. Yeah, I know. It's so great that you're like able to work with all these like creatives because, you know, if you're still at Avon just doing graphic design, you're like in your own little world. Mm -hmm. But like now you're like working with so many different talented individuals and it's like really helping to challenge you. Yeah, it, I which love is it. really great. Speaking of, um, I guess New York Times sounds like a really great experience, but is there an example of a really empowering collab that you've worked on? Definitely the Gucci collaboration that I worked on, uh, their Aqua di Fiori in Bloom perfume um, that recently came out. They commissioned 15 female illustrators to create a series of illustrations speaking towards um, what it means to come of age and to bloom or blossom into mm -hmm. oneself. So that was really wonderful because they were truly open-ended with their brief. They were like, as long as it's a, an Instagram carousel that people could kind of experience and swipe through as if it were a storybook, yeah. that was really the only limitation, Wow, um, which I loved. And 
the rest That's they were really very cool. much open to whatever. So when we were working together, I had three sets of portraits of women, each representing a different scent. Um, and then they really loved my sketches that kind of led to those vinyl pieces. So like, is there any way that we could intertwine that as a story about you being inspired by other women, which helps you come of age, and then it ends in these pieces. So that was really empowering in that regard. And then also to be amongst these other 14 incredible artists um, was really wonderful. I saw one or two other ones. I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah, so I believe 15. I counted, but wow. I could be off. 15-ish. So yeah. did you guys all like get together and like meet? So they picked artists from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So there's a few in New York, none of whom I've met in person, hopefully one day. Um, but when Man Repeller did their um, podcast slash video of with Gucci of a few of us, I got to meet um, Joy Miesi and Emma Allegretti. Um, both are incredible, incredible artists. Uh, Joy is a painter and Emma is an illustrator. So I got to meet those two and Joy's from London and Emma's from Italy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, How'd you guys all meet up? They came to New York, which oh, okay. was super convenient for me, <laughs> yeah. um, which it. is really cool. I've, and then we stay in touch on the internet. But um, yeah, That's the other nice. ones, hopefully I'll be able to meet them soon. I follow a bunch of them, so. You've been interviewed a lot lately and a lot of the questions kind of feel very similar. Is there something that you wish people would ask you more that you'd like to discuss? Yeah, um, I would say one thing that I found interesting is how people perceive my artwork. I feel like there's this assumption that everyone loves it. And they're like, oh, this is really great. This is super empowering. Um, but there are, I feel like it was a bit cold for people to resonate with my work. There are tons of women that are like, this is me. This is wonderful, finally seeing myself out there in the world within yeah. art. But there are definitely people that have an older train of thought that are like, no, like that's ugly. Or why are you, like I get several comments on my Instagram. It's like, why are you drawing whales? I'm like, well, oh. A, these are women, and B, yeah. you can see yourself off of my page. But I feel like it's important to talk about though that sentiment and those comments that are negative because that's the reason why I do my work. Because yeah. that's the underlying um, expectation and benchmark that society has on women for is sure. to be a specific way. And mm -hmm. for me, that's wildly inaccurate and that there isn't one form of beauty. There are several. So... See, trying to change that negative sentiment into a positive one is really why I do my work and I feel like a lot of people tend to not ask that they just mm -hmm. I feel like they're like yeah the vast majority of people are seeing that you know we need to represent women in across the board in fashion and art yeah. and then also in advertising um, but I think that we tend to forget why or what people are hesitant towards so it's always I always wish people would ask me that, but I, I try to like segue it into my answer sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be something that I would love to talk about more. Yeah, in depth. Looking at all your artwork, it's very diverse, which is awesome. Oh. And the one thing that I really love about it is that there's kind of an absence of ethnicity, like because everyone's so colorful. It's mm -hmm. just women in general, all across the board. 
Thank you. Yeah, and that being even more diverse within my work is something that I always try to strive towards, mm-hmm. too, because there's definitely still work that I can do on my end, especially now that I'm getting more into painting and that the color palette can be a bit more realistic than my drawings. So really trying to be mindful of making sure that the women that I am portraying I'm portraying a diverse set of women and try not to fall within a pattern. So mm-hmm. um, that's something that I always am trying to work towards as yeah. I grow. So. It's, I mean, it's easy, I think, when you have a certain aesthetic to kind of just gravitate towards Or a certain things. color palette. Yeah, like the I, same shapes, the yeah, same colors. All of my friends are like, you have a palette. And I'm like, I know. So even <laughs> diversity in terms of like art making too, like changing palettes, changing dimensions, yeah. you know. So always trying to be mindful of diversity is something that um, is really important to me and something that I definitely could continue to work on so yeah how do you stay inspired I, I bet you have a creative block yeah whenever that happens I try not to let it get to me it definitely does sometimes um but when I do face a block I try to um take a walk or do something else productive like mm-hmm. clean my apartment or rearrange it my boyfriend comes home he's like why is all the things moved? And I'm like, I, yeah, I needed to feel productive and do something. I'm working on a collaboration with a really cool brand um, that hopefully will come out in the next few weeks. Um, and I was working on a piece, but I was struggling with it. Okay. I'm like, this really shouldn't have taken me all of this time to get to this point. I'm like, let me take a break, let me walk away from it, and then come back to it. So, and that helps. I just feel like yeah. not thinking about it for a while, not letting the negative thoughts kind of like wash over you. And letting them pass um, is important. So for me, whenever I have a creative block, I tend to do something else for a bit of time. Um, in regards to staying inspired, I love traveling. I've been really fortunate to be able to travel as much as I have. Um, and then also like going out to coffee shops in New York City and just creepily people watching and drawing um, or in parks. Yeah, just like being inspired by other women and how they carry themselves and then bringing that back into um, my work and my more finished pieces. I actually love working in like coffee shops in public because like you're not in your apartment, you're like in the world so you feel like you're like participating in Mm -hmm. life, you know, rather than being a hermit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I actually listened to this TED talk. Uh, Have you heard of TED Radio Hour? No. Oh my god, so good. It's from NPR. It's another podcast. I'm obsessed. So it basically takes like four TED Talks all in the same theme and gives you like a little clip of it. And then this guy, the interviewer, Guy Raz, interviews them. So it's like a little more in depth, which I love. Um, Yeah, you should check it out. I can email it to you. But um, there was this one talking about how like procrastination is actually really great for creativity. Like, Oh, I think a lot of creatives, they'll start something a little bit, and then they'll just let it go, and then come back, and then their work's always so much stronger. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, those creative blocks, man. I had to put together some work over the past weekend, and I only had a short amount of time to do it. That's the tough part. Oh, my God. And it's the worst when you're two days in, and you're like, fuck, I still don't have a direction. <laughs> that's the worst. And that's why I try to, that I try to avoid. So I try to build in time. Mm-hmm expecting that I'll have in a creative block and if I don't great get some time back but um, yeah yeah so like with most projects what I'll do is 
I'll make sure I give myself a few days to work on a work in progress. I'll send that to the client, and then when they have edits, I'll implement them. But then another few days to bring that piece to its final state. That way, if I'm struggling, I have time. But it's tough with projects that have such a tight turnaround. If I'm struggling with those, I do the best that I can, and I know that like finished is better than perfect. So. Yeah, that's true. And you just have to. Those are that's like that ten percent of projects where you're like, this could have been better. Yeah, <laughs> but that's course. okay. I'll learn from it and I'll make the next one better. But we're, I mean, honestly, we're all like our hardest critics too. Exactly. So, like yeah. something you think is horrible, people are like, that's beautiful. I love it, and you're like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because I find also the pieces that I'm like, I love this. Other people are like, meh. Yeah, and it's like the ones that I don't like at all that they're like, this is the best. I know. It it's always seems so to work weird. like that. I feel like that's the universe keeping you in check. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. I know, it's crazy. So you worked with Man Repeller, uh, Vogue, New York Times. What other brands do you have your sights on? I would love to do illustrations for the New Yorker eventually. For the cover? I mean, the cover would be dope. <laughs> um, but any part of the New Yorker yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be really lovely. Um, I am starting to make more uh, paintings and fine art pieces. So being able to sell my art in the fine art market is something that cool. is a long-term goal for me as well. Um, I feel like I'm most of the people I know are in the commercial side of art. So it'll be nice to kind of eventually branch off into the fine art side. Um, well, maybe something more like mixed medium too. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you come from that background. Yeah. I could see like sculptures or like paintings with just different mediums on it. It'd you be know, awesome. More texture. Yeah. That'd something like a little bit more tactile. Um, and then in other brands, definitely other um, fashion brands. I mean, um, Off White would be lovely. Um, there's one brand that I am working with now that you can't talk about. No, but they were on my list, which is awesome oh that's great and that was just from cold emailing their info at and then their art director was like hey and I was like yes oh my god that's so <laughs> um, great which is always wonderful uh and I'm trying to think of who else uh Balenciaga would be amazing yeah that'd be so major have yeah. you had people seeing your work with like Gucci, for example, or your Instagram and just emailing you now? Like, do you get that a lot? Yeah, I'm starting to get that a bit more, which is really mm-hmm. lovely, but I would say still for the most part, I reach out to people just because, you know, I'm still growing and I don't have a huge following, so just trying to grow that and bring more awareness to the fact that I exist. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting that when people reach out to me and they're like, hey, I saw your work, we have this project, I'm like, okay cool yeah so hopefully that starts to happen a bit more but yeah. um, for now I'd say it's mainly still me reaching out to people okay yeah. I guess it's gonna be like that for a while yeah which I don't mind I love like it's always fun to like you know find those gems and work yeah. with people um, that I've yet to meet so uh, but yeah I would say it was, it's still predominantly me reaching out I've seen you worked on some um products like I think a candle line yeah now with something like that I guess when you're reaching out to people are you just saying I have this work I'd love to collaborate do you give them like a specific thing for this woman did you reach out to her and say hey I'd love to do this new candle with you I know you feature artists so for Otherland I found oh, that's at Otherland I found them on Instagram and normally when I reach out, I'm like, I would love to work together. And then if they reach back out to me, 
the first question is what would you like to work together on okay um and i normally give a list of ideas inspired by the brand normally the first one pretty regardless of brand is to make illustrations to share on social and digital i feel like that's the easiest um in terms of lift and then depending on the company i'll list out more specific types of ideas for otherland though they were like we would love to work on a candle with you and i was like whoa so abigail is the founder of otherland she had always wanted to do artist collaborations okay. and she's like that's a goal of mine you know I think we'll I read you're like the first one yeah so, so when exciting. I reached out to her she's like it's so serendipitous like would you like to be the first one so um, I'm excited to see how their artist collaborations will unfold over the years but um, yeah so that was fun that's really cool yeah because my initial idea was like I'll do illustrations inspired by the scents of your candles and like with my figures and we'll come up with an idea and she's like how about making a candle and I was like that's even better <laughs> so, so were you actually involved in the scent process like approving when you liked and stuff like that so for the scent I really trusted Abigail in terms of like Mike look at my artwork yeah and be inspired by what my artwork is saying and like how that transcribes itself to sense for you okay so i'm like everything that she ever showed me for all of their lines always smelled good so it's yeah. like i'm not gonna be <laughs> I'm like they're all beautiful put them all together and then it'll smell real bad um <laughs> so uh for me it was very much like she gave me a lot of trust in creating the artwork so okay. uh, giving that trust back in terms of creating the scent i thought was important oh cool so the scent came after the artwork it kind of came at the same time okay so she was inspired by my previous artwork and for the piece that we ended up going with um, for the artwork itself was a piece that I made for International Women's Day just for myself Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like wow this really reminds me of the scent that I thought of specifically even though the scent was inspired by um, my previous work and she was like, it also resonated because the flowers that I use on the figure for that piece um, are flowers that um, were very much prominent in her life and her oh. mother's and her grandmother's life. And for me, um, a lot of the flowers I put in there serendipitously were flowers that are favorites of the women in my family. So it kind of cosmically worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it was very specific and intertwined. So yeah, it was really lovely. I, so I saw the packaging, mm-hmm. the whole set online, and I really want to smell it because the artwork that you put together is just so cow and in your face and just like bright and That's floral. And yep. I really want to smell this candle it's now. It's so great, yeah. And the packaging too, um, they work with Red Antler, they're a creative agency in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so they were really helpful for me in terms of like, what should go where like what element of the piece should be a pattern for the actual candle or for the matchbox or what have you so um they're incredible so they really help bring the whole packaging together do they manufacture the packaging as well or they focus more on like the creative they focus on the creative but the people that they use to manufacture everything are really wonderful they use mohawk paper for majority of their packaging which they're awesome um, I forget where else, but everything they manufacture and make in different parts of the United States, I feel like Massachusetts, Chicago, um, I don't want to misspeak, but um, they leverage different makers from all over the world, uh, all over the um, United States, which is great. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, too, that they're so, like, 
close to the product. Yes. You know, so like Abigail goes to visit, I follow her on Instagram, and she's like making candles, <laughs> which is cool. I'm like, that's I love so that. awesome. But it's nice to be able to be there and make them. So yeah, yeah. they're a really great company. Um, I love them. She knew. So she's been around a while. Um, they started Otherland a year and a half-ish ago okay. um, with like an inaugural line of five different scents um, and then have since created more for spring, summer, the artist collab that cool. I did. Uh, I believe prior she was a buyer, an art buyer for Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Um, but yeah, I don't want to misspeak on her history, but she's awesome. She would be well, a great person to interview. Yeah, maybe sure. I should hit her up. Yes. Yeah, let me know. I can connect you. Um, oh, that'd be great. But she's really a wonderful human being, and like the work that she does is really great. So it's oh, one of awesome. it's like my favorite project I've worked on. Gucci and Otherland are tied. Oh, that's awesome. They're all wonderful. It's tough. It's like picking your favorite child. It's like impossible. Yeah, I mean, but. you have a really great portfolio. <laughs> <couple>, <laughs> um, but Otherland was really nice because um, it was the first time that I got to make a product with my work and that's yeah. something that was important to me especially because I feel like you know um, I try to keep my art as accessible as possible but even so not everyone can afford to buy prints even yeah. if they're like open edition and unsigned um, so making sure that my work is on objects is also important so it's like you might not need um, I mean like you might not be able to afford a print but you know you can use a candle and it comes with art yeah. or you can use a pillow or a phone case or whatever so I try to, that's something that's super important to me, so. So do you have any other products that you're working on now? Um, I'm working on a blanket oh, that should come cool. out soon. Are you putting it out yourself, or is it like no, a collaboration? No, it's a collaboration, oh, yeah. Cool. Is um, it like printed or knitted in? woven. I'm excited nice. to see it. I think it takes a few months for them to, um, you know, test what of it course. will look like, so. Yeah, they have to do all the lab dips and everything, too. Yeah. Like that takes time which is like a whole other world for me. I'm like, cool, <laughs> you do you. Let me know if you need a different file. Oh my um, God, that's so, so exciting. So when that comes out, I'll be excited hopefully in the next few months. And then I'm also collaborating with a company called And Again. They are a startup. Um, you, you said And Again? Mm-hmm. They're a okay. startup denim company and they um, upcycle denim from oh, cool. other places and create really beautiful garments. So we're collaborating on a few embroidered jackets and then Nice. t-shirts i'm really excited for those because everyone is always like do you have clothing and i'm like dude i can't i can't make clothing uh-huh. so that's not happening um I'm like no Wait, they, I, they ask you if you have clothing like a clothing yeah line. they're like do you have anything like on clothing and i'm like no uh-huh. <laughs> i should make shirts but then i, I like I, I just don't have the time to like find it's a screen printer yeah. and make sure that like the shirts are made ethically so um, I'm excited to collaborate with and again because that is the forefront of their business model. So um, that's great. I'm really excited for those. And I I just have wanted an embroidered denim jacket with my art on it's it. It's probably gonna look so rad, like on the back. Yeah, that's gonna be so rad. I'm really excited. Initially, we were thinking about doing like a combination of screen print and embroidery, but okay. they um, partnered with an embroiderer that she can do the full thing in embroidery, and it ends up being a bit more cost effective, which is really nice. So. Oh, wow. um, less resources and yeah that's awesome yeah and it's all embroidered which I would assume that it would be more expensive so I'm very excited for both of the, for all these jackets and shirts so, yeah oh my god that's great yeah. 
So have you thought about doing any other like clothing collaborations with people? I would love to. That's definitely something um, that is on my laundry list of goals. Um, it would be really lovely to collaborate with like a high-end fashion brand to really like put the women that I portray on clothing. Yeah, I think that would be something that could be really beautiful. Um, but hopefully, yeah, more in the future. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I could even see your stuff, obviously, like screen print, like graphic on yeah. the tee, but you could do like an all over print. Mm -hmm. I could see, you know, like your women dancing and like a bag or something like that. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, yeah, especially with accessories too. I feel like jewelry could be really beautiful, even if yeah. it's just like more abstract and it's just like a, a figure versus like in full color and detail. Um, yeah, so hopefully one day. The possibilities are yeah. really endless. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you find the right people that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like, like once you have the artwork down, yes. that, I mean, that's like half the battle. You know, if you have a strong graphic, you it doesn't matter what you put it on. Yeah. You're pretty much set. I guess you just need people to like help up stereo. Create that product. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I always like to ask people what they're listening to or like what music inspires them. Yeah, what are my Spotify um, playlists? <laughs> yeah, 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 pull it out. Um, and then yeah. I put it on a Spotify playlist later. <gasps> so I have like oh my God. a playlist with like everyone's music in it. I love that. And so, I was listening to it the other day actually, and it's a good. Wait, send that to it's me. It's a good mixture. Yeah, oh it only has God. a couple, but I'll send it to you. Um, my boyfriend made me um, a playlist one day. I was drawing. I'm like, can you skip to the next song? Oh wait, I like this song. Can you play it again? He's like, I'm just gonna make you a playlist. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because normally, so my Spotify, I normally listen to more heavily when I run. So, mm -hmm. which is more like and hip-hop but for when I'm making art I really love Jealous of the Birds she's okay. um, my favorite, one of my favorite songs are Plastic Skeletons by Jealous of the Birds and cool. then Miss what's the name of it Miss Misanthrope I love those two I've been repeating those recently um, let me go just go through my list I really love When I Get Older by Wild Party it's kind of a fun bop that sounds um, familiar, actually. It was recommended. To, Spotify is very good at their algorithm. <laughs> They're like, yeah. you would like this song. I'm like, oh, actually, I do. I, I know, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> another like kind of like fun, upbeat one is Old uh, Friends uh, by Jasmine Thompson, but it's a Jonas Blue remix. Okay. Um, I also love, I could list off names of bands, too. I love Magic City Hippies. They're kind of funky. Oh my god, I love, love. Like two years ago, I was like traveling a lot for work and I remember I like just listened to them nonstop. This yes. one album. Yes. They, so funky, I love it. It was funny, Dave and I saw them in concert and they were the opening band and the headliner, I have never heard of because I live under a rock, but it was definitely, their audience was definitely like teenagers. So it was like Dave and I, all these teenagers I've and their parents. Like oh and I'm god. like, this is amazing. Like the like thirteen year olds. <laughs> they were probably they were like sixteen, but it's cute. Like uh, we were talking to one of the kids' dads, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then we oh. like we left because after the openings, we had dinner reservations. It's like we're old. <laughs> I that's yeah. so funny. Um, I love Vacationer, Daft Punk. I love, oh, but yeah. only like in specific moods for art making. I love them. Yeah. I run to them. But um, who else? MGMT. Oh, yeah, they're always good. Yeah. Uh, Regina Spector, uh, Passion oh, yeah, Pit. Yeah, a lot of these are also like, um, I have S Club 7 on my playlist. Uh, 
Sometimes I get into oh like a God. 90s, like when I'm 90s, early 2000s yeah. music when I was like 10. I tend to listen I to that. I forgot about them. Yeah. I don't even know what that music sounds like anymore. I should it's, look that up. It's fun. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like hit up uh, Spice Girls. Yeah, like, I don't know. You just like, you're in that so like good. nostalgic mood. Yeah, for um, sure. Amy Winehouse is another one. Oh, yeah. Mr. Wives, I love. They did a cover. I love Chance the Rapper. They did a cover of Chance's um, Same Drugs, which I really love. Okay. It's a great cover. Um, Phoenix, which hopefully I'll be able to see them in concert soon. Um, oh, great. Vance Joy. Yeah. And then yeah. I got some Kygo and Selena Gomez on there. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> I love how you said Selena Gomez so quietly. <laughs> like, I love her. But, like, some her, her music is good. more for my running and less yeah. for my art making. Yeah, because then I'll get like too amped up, and then I'll be like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" <laughs> yeah. Like I need to be calm. So it really, my music, it definitely fluctuates depending on the mood that I'm in. For sure. Sometimes in a more mellow mood, like I'll listen to piano music, and then other times, I'll yeah, I'll listen to Selena Gomez. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just depends on the energy that I kind of need for the piece that I'm working on. Yeah, so, yeah, a little that makes sense. 